Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is March 19th, 2020. Look, Idaho, you're the new South Dakota here on Queer All Year. Yo, this is Kat, like I said. And as always, I am joined by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista. Because I only use the most current catchphrases for our, uh, you know, groundbreaking show. Exactly. Anything you say makes total sense. Indeed. And I, uh, no one can challenge it. Nope. So why, uh, why, um, why is Idaho the new, uh, South Dakota? Um, because Idaho is a piece of crap. (laughs) Fair so enough. hey, Idaho. Don't we have a aunt and uncle and a couple cousins there? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Lance and Jana, um, call your senators because they are using coronavirus to hide the crap they're doing to transgender people. Oh, so it's another thing. It's there it's, are this isn't three, the same thing we were talking. There are uh, three things in front of the legislature and. Um, they are being covered up. This, they, so many states are using coronavirus as like this front to hide horrible things they're doing. Um, so Tuesday, the Idaho governor, Brad Little, declared a state of emergency. And um, calling declaring a state of emergency, I think, gets you access to federal funds, right? That kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. So he declared a state of emergency, and some school districts have closed, and he's let it, he's leaving it up to the school districts to decide if they want to close, which puts them actually behind Kansas because everything's closed for the rest of the school year to save our kids. So, and that also means I have no job. For the foreseeable future. Anyway, so they're doing that for the safety of kids. But you know what they're not doing for the safety of kids? They what? are they are not allowing people to treat kids or anyone, any transgender person, for gender dysphoria. You, that's a felony. Well, it will be a felony if they pass it. It will be a felony. To treat them? To treat for, them. So the doctor... Yes. Would it be a felon? Yes, it would make it a felony. Jeez. For it, um, and if you could... What? Gender dysphoria is not just trans people, and, I mean, it is majority trans people, but, I mean, if you're going to say that, like, I think it's still in the DS, DSM? Yes, DSM. I almost said DMV, and I was like... I don't think that's right. Yes, it's still, I believe gender dysphoria is still in the DSM, and it might not be, um, It's. It, I think it's in there under a different name, like they hit it in something else. But, like, so if there's a way to treat that, if, if it's in the manual for being able to be treated, like, or to, or to be able to, like, help people through it, you know? Like, gender dysphoria is a real thing. People need to be helped through it because it is a very, very uh, detrimental thing to mental health and all that kind of thing. To make that a felony, to help people, like, even, I don't know, I just, I don't want to say anything because it's just going to end up sounding terrible. Um, I don't mean anything terribly, but just the way I would describe it is going to be terrible. But so... A felony to treat trans youth for gender dysphoria is um, it it goes against 
everything that doctors believe. It goes against the first do no harm, which is not that it's not a legal thing. They are not required to follow that. It is it's just an oath that they take. It's not a a hard rule. But so then they have also passed that bill, um, you know, allowing or um, they are not allowing trans girls to compete in trans sports. And that passed on Monday. And oh, it it's, actually passed. Well, it passed the Senate or something, and it's going to it's going on to um, pass wherever else. And then it has to go to the governor. Speaking of things going to the governor. Um, they passed a bill banning gender changes on birth certificates, and that bill is on Brad Little's desk for either a signature or a veto. So people, call your senators in Idaho. Lance and Jana, if you are listening, call the governor and everyone. This needs to not pass. Do you know how? So this also puts them behind Kansas because Kansas has passed a bill allowing gender to your gender to change on your birth certificate. And so Idaho, how are you behind Kansas? How? Right. I don't understand. You're also behind Kansas in that you didn't start testing for coronavirus until recently. And that's why you only have seven instances of it. You uh, have more. So what uh, that one that's uh, banning uh, gender um, euph- or dysphoria is that one been passed in the House and all that? Um, or is that I just proposed? Seen, it's not not just proposed. It is... Because um, that just seems like an unbelievable thing that would be passed. I, I, I yeah. understand people or you know, you, if something like that was to be passed, they'd use it under the, uh, the guise of um, coronavirus, you know. Yeah, they'd it try is. Try to push it through during a time of crisis. It's under consideration. But what is what it? What doctor would obey that, and well, who would vote for that? I don't. Well, to obey, uh, you know what? Like here, it says five former Idaho state attorneys general recommended that the governor wow. veto both oh, of these. Good. So, uh, state attorneys general, like five of them it is insanity it is he so let's praise idaho a bit there is resistance right yes there is resistance um from the medical community from former attorneys general and um you can do this idaho shut this down Yes, idaho you can do this it is ridiculous there are like um let me find this quote that i found because it made me so angry um let's see uh, according to Republican State Senator Lee Hyder, I believe it's pronounced, boys are boys and girls are girls. No doctor, no judge, no Department of Health and Welfare is going to change that reality. So, was that a doctor that said that? No, it's a Republican state uh, senator. So, senator, of course, Republican. So, uh, a really well qualified. Um, yeah, a person, person who can't distinguish between gender and sex. Of course, none of them can. It's just that it makes me so angry that that they would hide this under this horrible, horrible plague thing that's going on that has lost me my job and is possibly getting McGee kicked out of, a, of his house. But yeah, it actually will be very cool. Sad. That will be a very cool thing, actually, for us. Because we have a, a spot lined up. That's the only 
yeah. reason. Uh, I'm not going to be homeless. Don't even freak out about that. No, and plus you could come hang out with us because I haven't been out of the house in 48 hours. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> there was another awful quote. I will find it while I'm reading the stories or whatever. It's just, it makes me, everything about this makes me so, Idaho, be better. Like, everyone be better. Idaho, oh, it's just so slimy. It's so slimy. And I'm sure I will find other slimy things and let you know about it. But it is disgusting to hide these while people are dying Wait, and Please don't scared. let fears get in the way of our obligations to society. You know it, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it is ridiculous. We're just lucky that we have a governor who is wonderful and oh. would veto anything that oh, came across her Laura desk. Kelly. Laura Kelly, we love you. Please. Yeah. She was our neighbor, call me. by the way. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned that. Our, yeah, I guess we're going to. I We're going to mention it every, every time. Chance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura Kelly, girl, we love you. Call us. Indeed. Anyway, I can't talk about Idaho anymore. I can't talk about Idaho anymore. You know, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the Diana Foundation. And everyone who hears that is going, oh, right, the Princess Diana, you know, organization or whatever. And I will say that Princess Diana was very instrumental in the AIDS um, movement. You know, she very publicly, very controversially hugged a child with AIDS at a time when people thought it could be transmitted through touch. You know, Diana did um, move that forward quite a bit. This is not about Princess Diana. This is the Diana Foundation, which is completely different. It was founded in 1953 by David Moncrief. And I, um, I'm not entirely sure why they consider that when it was founded, because um, it seems like it was founded later. But so anyway, it was supposed to be part of the very first television broadcast of the Academy Awards, but the broadcast cut out. And so David Moncrief, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, he um, had made a gag award for one of his guests. He had a party beforehand and he had a gag award. And I think he didn't give it out that year. Um, the next year, um, he, his roommate named Nathan, Nathan Wright, um, he was a window dresser at Sackowitz, Sackowitz, which w used to be a Texas chain of family-owned department stores that closed in 1990, but their name is now kept alive through a fur company that they owned, so... But he, as part of a former window dresser, uh, window dresser, <laughs> I only know what this is because I really love watching Mr. Selfridge and I um, highly recommend that PBS, BBC show. It's good. Anyway, so a window dresser is a person who, uh, you know, when you're walking down the street, you're walking past stores, you see windows with like mannequins and all that kind of thing. Back in, back then, it used to be like a big thing, like the window dressings were like elaborate and really cool. And they weren't just like super skinny models with no faces wearing like clothes that no one could ever wear because they're just no one is that skinny. Um, so he had Nathan Wright had created a life size plaster model of Diana, the goddess of the hunt uh, that he had put in the window uh, and it was no longer needed, so he brought it home to their apartment, and they were just roommates. They weren't, like, you know, together. They were just roommates. 
and the statue, they always dressed it festively and that kind of thing. And so the next year during the Academy Awards in 1954, uh, that campy award was uh, finally given out during the Academy Awards, um, not at the Academy Awards, but at the party that he was having. Um, so the organization is considered to have started March 19th, 1953, during the failure of that Academy Award broadcast. Um, the Diana Foundation, um, from what I've seen, is the longest continually active queer organization, and it services the Houston, Texas area. I could not find if it does anything else outside of Houston, but it definitely uh, focuses on Houston, Texas. They give funds to organizations that are working to meet the needs of the queer community, um, and they focus on health services, social services, um, educational and cultural services, that kind of thing. And each year, they give the Diana Award for Community Achievement. And so this year was Frank Billingsley. He received his award on March 14th. He is a, a bus local business person local um kind of advocate and um you know he works with the community uh, obviously community achievement so he works a lot in the community to you know focus on you know education and all the kind of things that the diana foundation stands for so that's those are the that's the kind of person who wins the diana um diana award for community achievement and apparently that's kind of prestigious. They consider it prestigious anyway on their website. And I would imagine, you know, if they consider it prestigious, then I can consider it prestigious. So that's, they seem to be doing a lot of good. They were founded kind of on a joke, you know, but a positive joke. And, you know, I kind of like things like that. So that is Diana, goddess of the hunt, not Diana, the people's princess. So we are going to move on to a little segue and our next story. Welcome to 1987, seven years after HIV was first recognized. On this day in history, the FDA announced that the Food and Drug Administration, which is the FDA, had approved the drug, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Zytovudine, Zytovudine known as Azidothimidine. AZT. Great job. <laughs> it, you know what? I wanted to try and hook it on Pahonics, see if it worked good for me. So, <laughs> well, you got it out, I guess. I'm it's not stealing that drug, joke. Though. That is a I good mean... joke, and it is not my joke. Um, <laughs> so this was the first and only drug used to mitigate AIDS symptoms, HIV and AIDS. It was invented in the 1960s, actually, as a way to combat cancer, but it didn't work for that. So when HIV was recognized, um, AZT was again used to see if it would help, and in this case it did. 
And so the FDA approval process usually takes eight to 10 years, um, often requiring even more time to get to the patient testing phase. Um, But this was expedited almost immediately because of like the outcry for it and the you know, the sheer number of people dying and, and just the they had no clue what they were dealing with, that kind of thing. So um, patient testing was undertaken a lot sooner. They did a double blind study that ran for 16 weeks, but they ended it early because the person running the um, study, he was like, it became clear that the drug did work and it worked um, really well, you know, as well as you could you know, have back then. So it ran only for 16 weeks. So in only 20 months, which is an unbroken record, they were able to get AZT from the testing phase to approval for the public. Now, the study wasn't perfect. The drug wasn't and isn't perfect, but it was the best that they had at the time. And it was the first thing. And it was like um, the first time that there was like really any hope kind of for people with HIV and AIDS, like it used to be a death sentence. If you got it, it was a death sentence. And AZT kind of mitigated that. Sometimes it was just, it was still a death sentence and that just, you know, gave you more time, you know? But, you know, it still (laughs) gave you more time possibly or was the best that they had. Now we have medication that can actually make it so that you are not, you can't transmit it anymore. Like your levels are so low that you, you, you still have it, but you can't transmit it, which is incredible. It's incredible how far we've moved. Um, I still believe that the medication is too expensive and kind of, I don't know, there's this you know, socialist part of me that's like, it should be free. I mean, we're not doing anything, you know, especially for these lower income communities that need it and can't afford it possibly. At least they did take that action that they did do against uh, Martin Screlly. I think that's the guy's name who who bought AZT or bought the patent or whatever. When was this? I can't this remember. This was a, just a few couple of years ago. Yeah, maybe, that's what that, I thought. And he got sentenced uh, for... Like a yeah, I remember that because price was, manipulation or something. But he, he rose it up right? by like six thousand percent or yeah, sixty thousand percent. Was he the same one who did the um, EpiPen? Because that person got prosecuted too. Uh, maybe I don't know. He's the guy who bought the Wu Tang album and didn't let anyone listen. What? He bought a, um, a oh. Wu-Tang Clan album that no one had ever I remember that. Didn't he? I thought he bought the entire Wu-Tang Clan. You can't buy people. Well, no. I mean, like, the band or whatever, <laughs> oh. the, the rights to No, it. They, were, they were actually quite mad about him not letting other people listen to that album. Why would he do that? I don't know. Just because he was a, uh, a D-bag. Is that okay to say on the show? Yeah, I mean, I like, mean, why not? Like, he just we wanted to show off to lot. people. He was a, he's a terrible person. Man, all the things I would do if I were rich. He's just like that, a... Uh, that's, like, at the bottom of anything. Yeah, right? B- buy the AIDS drug and make it only available to the rich. I mean, if I had all that money, I would just make it available for free to everyone because it's entirely possible. That's why we don't have a lot of money. 
makes me yeah yeah good, <laughs> anytime good people I, can't get there anytime know. i get money it goes almost immediately back into the place i'm working like i buy so much stuff for my job <laughs> but yeah. yeah that's me anyway i kind of ran you off track there no it's all good um, so we do social media next. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we probably should. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, at, uh, look, we're all year. That is our Facebook page. Just search that and you'll get on there. Try to like it. Um, if you want to get in more in-depth discussions and stuff like that, get, um, a little quicker news than the regular page, you can join the queer all year mafia. mafia. And that is, uh, a great place to socialize and hear about things for us. Yeah, on, tell us stuff. Yeah, also on Twitter and Instagram. The Twinstagram. We, the Twinstagram. We are called Queer All Year Pod. And, uh, you know, there's fun little we need pictures and stuff often. up there. I have there. a lot of fun pictures to upload. Yeah, um, we'll probably do some after our recording session tonight. Yep. So new stuff there. Um, I, uh, would just quickly like to say that we do not have merchandise. So if you see any merchandise that says queer all year, <laughs> that is not associated with us. And we are going to be talking with. This is true. If you see a that lawyer, stuff, we would, we would appreciate it if you don't buy it. We would appreciate um, if you would, um, contact the people selling it and tell them that it is not okay to use our stuff. Anyway, it's just because I saw a um, an advertisement. No, I got a Google alert. I got a Google alert about it. Um, anyway, I'm very angry right now. So, um, McGee told me to not post right. on social we, media. We soon will have um, shirts and things like that on available for uh, the upper level tiers on Patreon.com. So mm-hmm. that's Patreon.com/slash/QueerAllYear. Our uh, lowest tier is only a dollar. A month, and you'll get bonus, bonuses like um, uh, bloopers, ringtones. Uh, yeah, ringtone bloopers. Some um, videos. Yeah, I'm thinking about uploading a video I made for a podcast called Can We Cult. It doesn't exist anymore, but I signed up one of my workplaces, poss- maybe, maybe not, for the Scientology mailing list, and then I made a video of it. Um, so yeah, I you might guys will like that. 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 that would be a good one I'm for that, I'm definitely tier. doing an episode on Scientology. That like, would be for our $5 tier I, on Patreon. Yeah, That's where so. all our bonus episodes are. Yeah, you, and, uh, y'all there's some will pretty love good, that. There is good stuff up there. You, If you are a fan of this show, If you would really like to support us. If you would like to be able to support us to uh, pay a lawyer to <laughs> um, take down a business that i used to like in high school that sells a lot of um goth someone's stuff. ripped off our name and we want to take them to court with H-T. we're gonna destroy them so we're, i'm gonna bring us money to patreon i don't understand how they exist to begin with so this lawsuit that has to happen maybe eh, it's not gonna it's get not to gonna be point. a lawsuit but i'm gonna tell them to shut i'm gonna hey when i come out with it we are going to do like a tweet storm. All of you. All of us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> anyway, so. Tell what them did... we love them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we love you and um, we're going to love you to death. 
We're going to love you until you can't exist anymore. I don't know why you exist to begin with. Um, so what did we learn today, Vic G? Uh, yeah. Um, well, we learned some things. I learned that um, I was reminded of the Dallas Buyers Club by that um, thing. But I that, uh, that. The AZT thing. Um, it, I think it... I don't really remember. I think it's just um, this kind of weird guy... Um, gets AIDS and then he learns a lot through his story and oh. everyone ends up liking him or I something. I was not aware that's what that And then he dies. But I think he's selling AZT or helping people get stuff that because it wasn't uh, approved yet and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I learned that I learned about the um, gender dysphoria part of the Idaho. Yeah, I was about BS. to say that to make that a felony. I yeah, mean, that, well, that is... was the, and they hide it. They hide it in in the little articles they write. I have not been able to find like an article specifically about it. That makes me want to go out and write one. But yeah, so that made tricky me tricky little punks. There are so many things making me really angry today. <laughs> Ugh. So we need to like move on from that. Um. So we do love all of you. We we would love if you would um help us protect our intellectual property. We love you. Um. Everyone who's suffering from gender dysphoria, there is help. If your state ends up making it a felony, there's help online, you know? There's, I mean, it's not, it's not gonna help as much, I suppose, but there's a community. There's a community here. We're here. It just makes me so upset. There's so many people working against this kind of thing, and I hope it... I hope it gets not passed for all of you. I you hope can do this, Idaho. We can do this all together. Indeed. We it, through love and hope, and we need a Malcolm X type person because <laughs> everyone is being a Martin Luther King person. I think you need both types of people to pass this, get rid of this kind of stuff. But, uh, don't kill people. So, um, well. <laughs> So just remember that uh, everyone listening to this and everyone that you can possibly find on Facebook or, or around you in youth groups or something, everyone loves you. And regardless of what you're going through, uh, we will always be here and we will always love you. <laughs>